as if there aren't enough problems in the world to worry about already, now we've got North Korea acting up. In the last 24 hours, North Korea has fired hundreds of rounds of artillery into waters near its disputed border with South Korea. And South Korean officials have had to tell residents in that area to take shelter. Hasn't happened here in that particular spot in almost 15 years. So why now? What has happened? Well, Dr. Edward Howell is a lecturer on North Korean politics at New College University of Oxford and joins us now. Dr. Howell, thank you for being here. Thank you very much. It's very good to be here. What is going on in North Korea that they would do this now? Yes, so um, North Korea characteristically starts um, the years with provocations. And last year, um, we saw the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023, we saw um, ballistic missiles being launched. We haven't seen this this year, but we've seen this um, very direct provocation of artillery fire. And this is a, a continuation of the message from the North Korean regime, particularly from Kim Jong-un and his sister, Kim Yo-jong, where, where he has made very, very clear that actually North Korea does not recognize South Korea. North Korea views South Korea as a belligerent state, and that particularly at a time when South Korea seeks a tougher approach towards the North, this is making very clear North Korea's stance, which is that it doesn't want to negotiate with the South anytime soon. Okay, so is South Korea currently pursuing a tougher stance with North Korea? So the, the, the South Korean administration under President Yoon Suk-yeol has aimed to take a harsher stance compared to his liberal predecessor, um, President Moon Jae-in. Um, if you remember, President Moon um, very much focused on reconciling ties between South and North Korea. President Yoon has strengthened um, the relationship between Seoul and Washington, as well as Seoul, Washington, and Tokyo. Um, and he's really aimed to get the, the Biden administration in the U.S. on board with making clear to North Korea that actually behaving delinquently um, is not going to reap any rewards. And this has been very much ill-received, expectedly, by the North Korean leadership. Okay, and how do they, is there, any, is there any communication between the two sides? I know there has occasionally, they have a system that works out, you know, where they can tell each other things, but how strong is that system right now? Well, it's, it's a very good question because um, there is an inter-Korean hotline, famously, which allows the two sides to communicate with each other. But um, for um, the best part of uh, at least six, seven months, um, we're not quite at a year yet, North Korea has simply severed ties. North Korea has refused to pick up. Um, this actually highlights very, very clearly um, how North Korea views its relationship with the South at the moment. We're at a particularly low point, um, and, uh, and, and uh, we're at a particularly sort of high point as well of, uh, of tensions on the peninsula. Why do you think that is? I mean, I know we're concerned with all these other events that are happening around the world, Dr. Howell. Does that affect this? Does that think that... North Korea perhaps thinks that the rest of the world is distracted? Yes, I think there, there are two, two main um, uh, areas here. I think the first is that ever since Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February 2022, North Korea has been able to exploit the fissures, the cleavages within the United Nations Security Council um, to its own benefit. And as a result of that, we've seen North Korea um, side much more openly with its Cold War patrons, with Russia and with China. So there is a clear cleavage between North Korea, Russia and China 
um, and obviously the West on the other side. And I think secondly, what we see is um, the U.S. strengthening regional security in Northeast Asia, the U.S.'s strengthening of alliances with Japan and Tokyo. We saw the Camp David summit, for instance, earlier on um, last year in the summer. Um, and North Korea is very clear that it was with Japan and uh, in North Korea's view, North Korea will continue to view the U.S. and its allies as power that will never be nice to it. Hmm. So does that mean that we should be concerned about North Korea's behavior right now? I think right now we should expect North Korea to continue to provoke. And I say this particularly because this year is an election year, not just in the United States with the presidential elections, but with South Korea as well. South Korea has legislative elections this coming spring. And North Korea historically has tended to in election um, you know, offering a chance for whoever um, is running to perhaps try and carve um, a deal that's acceptable to North Korea. I mean, we saw this, for instance, um, when, uh, in the election year uh, of President Trump, but also beforehand in, with other U.S. presidents. So this is, we should expect North Korea to continue to provoke. But it's not just this, I, I might add. We should expect North Korea to continue its provocations because Kim Jong-un has made very clear that his ultimate goal is for North Korea to be recognized as a nuclear-armed state. So he will want to keep developing and advancing North Korea's unconventional as well as conventional weapons capabilities. Dr. Howell, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you very much. It's Dr. Edward Howell, lecturer of North Korean politics at New College University of Oxford.